Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. What are we today? Well, I'm in San Francisco. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in Chicago. I wonder about that laugh that you did. You know, that dramatic pause and then laughing before saying that you're in San Francisco. It's because sometimes I've introduced the podcast and I've said, I'm in San Francisco and you're in Chicago and you didn't like that I told people where you, where you were. So I was like, I'm just going to tell people where I am. I'm on my couch. In exactly. San yeah. You don't speak up for me and for my geographical location. Okay. One day I'm going to be like just moving, like creating the same background, you know, in an Airbnb. And I'm going to be like just rotating to different states for just throwing you off. Uh, no. I am in Detroit. Exactly. <laughs> Do I want to be in Detroit? No, but I am. Uh, but yeah, in any case, talking. Oh, no, I don't want to give anything away. Uh, what did we watch today? This was my pick. And we actually had a break last week. We didn't meet. And so if you're going to ask me why I picked this film, I don't know. I can't remember. It's been two weeks. I picked... Um, 3,000 Years of Longing by George Miller, which mm -hmm. was it Cannes or, or Venice that this kind of made a splash? I don't remember. I think it was Cannes. The major, the major film festival circuit this year. I think Europe. that it was Cannes, and there was also like a standing ovation. I don't know how long, but I think that there was a standing ovation for this one. As I recall, yes, and it was six minutes. I'd have to fact check, but... <laughs> I was like, do people just really like clapping again? I think they just are super into it. Well, I had to say something. That's like one thing that I hadn't seen before moving to the States. And the first time that it happened, I honestly thought maybe someone from the production crew is in the cinema. And I'm like the only one that didn't know about it. And then I discovered that no, it's one of these damn things that happen in this country the same way that when a plane lands in Spain, Spaniards clap. But I understand that part. Is that like, we didn't die. Let's celebrate. Do that with the plane. When there is turbulence. <laughs> They're like, you didn't let us die. Exactly. You did your job. <laughs> We're alive. In Spain, doesn't matter. I mean, doesn't matter. I think that now is not that common anymore. But for a while, it was ridiculous. You could maybe do like a 40-minute long trip and people who clap. Do you want him to just put like a tip jar <laughs> so you can just tip him? In any case, uh, I understand that in Cannes and other festivals where you have like Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton, you actually clap to them. If the filmmakers are there, they deserve to be clapped for. Yeah. If you're just going to see a Marvel movie on a Wednesday night in whatever suburb you live in, don't fucking clap. Nobody's there to hear it. <laughs> well, there are other people. You know, I, it may be like a cathartic morning. I don't know. Uh, but in any case, this was your pick, so I guess that I have to summarize it. Uh, and I think that it's like pretty easy to summarize. Uh, Tilda Swinton is a history teacher, professional. She's, like a, she's a professor of um, narrative storytelling. Yeah, storytelling. Narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she goes to a how do you say to a conference in London where she's going to be the presenting. And she, Oh, is it? yeah, okay, yeah, I completely forgot. She's from London, and she goes, I watched this movie like some weeks ago, and uh, she goes to uh, to Istanbul for this conference. And in Istanbul, she actually going to a bazaar, is like she finds, I'm going to be like skipping some stuff, uh, she finds a bottle, uh, she's being told 
like some stuff about the story of the borderland of course she falls in love she starts watching it and a giant genie comes out of it that is idris elba played by idris elba idris elba tells her his story about like how he was trapped into the bottle and how she needs someone to make three wishes for him to be truly free and how the multiple owners of the bottle across history that they were always women that they fell in love they were always women no there was the one guy that wanted to be sultan and then his um his lover was taking a bath and she slipped and broke the tile and then she found it but i think that he didn't get to find the uh, he didn't get to find the bottle that was the one that he, he could communicate idris alba could communicate with him that he could try to lure him to it so he told the story of the guy but he was never in possession of the bottle oh yeah i think you're right yeah and then the lover of the brother one of the lovers one of the the wife maybe i don't know one of the multiple wives is this is the one that slides on the bat and she finds the bottle and she says like no you're going to trick me i know how this goes i that's like something that i found hilarious that is i know everyone knows that you know wishing never works which i'm sorry like if so he's a genie obviously they call him a jinn in this which is yeah, yeah that's right yeah. um, arabic languages but like Who's just gonna turn down three wishes? Yeah, they're probably gonna go wrong, but at least you wish for like a billion dollars. Well, but if that gets you murder, unhappy, your family dying, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I would wish it. <laughs> I would wish one billion dollars, and then I'd wish for twenty dogs. I don't know, dude. Just think about like, how complicated it is. Just with one, imagine with twenty. Uh, but yeah, basically, then after. 40 minutes on the first act of the gene the genie explaining all his story like presenting all his story tilda swinto spoiler alert wishes for them to fall in love with each other and they do and they move back to london uh where they live briefly happy with each other but he cannot stand the radiation on the environment i guess like the all the airwaves the microwaves in the air the transmissions of like radio yeah, signals yeah. Yeah. it starts to kill him as i understand it yeah yeah, yeah. and basically till the wishes for elba to just be free and that's it. with the exception that he does go back to a place where he can live yeah yeah, yeah 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 he goes back to whatever playing genies live and uh, then he comes back from time to time to London to just like spend a moment with her because they're still in love. The end. Thank you, George Miller. I don't what know do what else to say about this. I like. <laughs> I mean, so you you kind of glossed over. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when she releases Jin, he tells her three of the times where he was released and then put back in his bottle for hundreds of years so we see these three stories the first one is sheba the queen queen of sheba yeah and so there's a retelling of solomon king solomon and queen sheba and then i'm not going to get the details of the next two stories right but in these three let's call them vignettes you can see yeah. that George miller has an incredible vision like it was it was almost not almost it was very 
Tarsem-esque. Oh yeah, I thought about the fall the whole time. Yeah. Is that basically, sorry, I'm going to draw for a second. What I felt is like, this is like the fall, but it doesn't make me feel anything. Yeah, there you go. I felt nothing this entire, this entire film. Yeah. I just feel like, hey, if you have like any idea or any purpose about like what you wanted to narrate or what kind of message do you wanted to convey, it doesn't land with me. It's about like the power of storytelling, how they get us together. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, visually there were some cool images. The music was pretty cool. I think the yeah. way they imagined Idris Elba as Jim, which if you watch the trailer, you can see a lot of the imaginative, imaginative things they do. That's about all I can say to praise the film. It's not a bad film. It's just kind of surfacey. Yeah, it's not much on it. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, we have discussed several times. We both like the fall, but we also understand that it's a it's probably not going to be like changing anyone's life. It's just entertainment doing amazingly well. But if. If the point of both films is art to be a love story to imagination and storytelling, then the fall far outperforms. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I emotionally connected very strongly with the fall and, and towards the end. Yeah, like that is seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have to spoil the fall on this one. Um, yeah, I, I left like completely cold. I was expecting so much more, especially with this guy, with Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, that I really like both of them. the six minutes of a standing ovation. What the fuck were they clapping for? I mean, again, this isn't I, a bad film, but this is not something you stand for six minutes and clap. I think that it's just pity. To think that, oh, you tried. It's not your fault. The, the script sucks, but you did your best. And I think that they did, your, that they did their best. Like, I think that... I don't know. I mean, it's like with what you're giving, you know, I think the Swinton did pretty well and Idris Salva did pretty well, but I no. But even Tilda Swinton, who can make me feel almost anything with a bad script, she's just not even asked to do that much. She's very logical and she's a And this is not? Yeah. But it's like even even I don't get it. Is that these stories that the guy talks about that is a bit more about like just falling in love and uh, you know like impossible love, like the like the dichotomy between like keeping something caged or letting them go, you know, and then see immediately desires for actually just falling in love. Yeah, it was a weird a weird switch because she. She has a, a lot of conversations with him in her hotel room, and she talks about, hey, gyms are tricksters, and even if you're not trying to trick me, there's not a single story about wishes that isn't a cautionary tale. <laughs> yeah. And she just gets inspired by the story of Beth Shiva and um, the last vignette where he said that he loved that woman more than Shiva. And she's like, oh, that's what I want. After she insists for like the first, I don't know how long this movie was, um, for the first 90 minutes that she's a solitary creature and wants to be alone. And then all of a sudden she's like, I want to be in love. Let's move to London. 
I don't, yeah, I, I don't get it. It's, yeah, I mean, nothing, that's the reason what I think is like the script is bad. The pacing is weird, is that we have like these first 45 minutes of different vignettes, and then suddenly we have like, hey, we change the setting, you know, just forget everything that you saw before, and now it's like a love story, it's like one more of those vignettes. We're developing like one more of those vignettes. It's like, I don't know if he's trying to tell me that, but this love was true, was authentic, albeit it was born as a wish. Because it was like a way of complement each other. I have no idea, dude. I just I just felt it's like if there is something else that I'm supposed to be taking out of this, it doesn't land. And I don't care. That's the worst part. And there's also these weird, like, I wouldn't call them subplots, they're not long enough to be subplots, but like she comes home from Turkey and she has two oh, the neighbor. bitter British old lady neighbors who are they're bigots. Basically, they're racist without saying overtly racist things. And she's like, you guys are bigots, and I'm not going to listen to this nonsense. Yeah. And when she, Jin, Jin comes, she introduces them, and I don't know the point of any of that interaction. Besides, she was like, look, I'm living with a black man. I don't know if that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I just felt... I don't know, dude. I just, I went to watch it with a friend, and this was like the second time that he was watching it. Uh, he went twice to the cinema. And I, I was like, No, you're not. Okay. Uh, no, it's not a new feminist, you know, for trying to to uh, to hear, to hide his uh, his identity. He doesn't uh, have a his friend. Right? No, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> as far as I know. Uh, but we were over. And it was like just, and I don't think that he actually listens to this podcast. If he does, this is not like an attack to you or anything. But I remember asking, he's like, so what do you think? And he said to me, that, well, the first time I didn't pay like too much attention. He's like, so was the result too much different now that you paid attention to it? Did you take more? And he told me, that, well, I mean, I may identify somehow with the main character about like the idea of I want to be independent, but under that first layer, I am in love with these stories of love and desiring like secretly for them to happen to me. Is that I can see people like feeling and that if that... it resonates with him in that way, that's great. That doesn't mean it's gonna resonate with a broader audience. No, but even if it resonates, it's like what do you take? Is this like a cautionary tale? Is this like a I don't know. I almost feel is that hey, this feels like you read Last week, you finished like, reading 1,000 Nights. Uh, what is it called? Uh, 1,001 Nights. Yeah, something you know? like that. Yeah, 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 and it's like, and now you want to do like a story based in Arabian mythos. And you're going to be like doing some vignettes and focusing things about love. But I, I don't know, I just feel like I'm going to be like, giving away one of the questions. But it's like, I feel like this is one of the most forgettable movies that I've watched in a very long time. Yeah, there's nothing here that stood out to me at all besides, and I've said it like five times because it's the only thing notable, there are some cool images, there are some cool special effects, like not explosions, but like, there are some inventive things they did, um, but yeah, no, this is completely forgettable. So Super disappointing. Yes, let's do the questions, but I do want to tell you, I think I figured out why people clapped for six minutes because George Miller of Mad Max and 
the Road Warrior fame. Yeah. He did Mad Max Fury Road in 2015. Got nominated for Best Picture. Pretty good one. Before that, he did Happy Feet 2 in 2011. Oh, yeah. yeah. Happy Feet, the original in 2006. Yeah. Before Babe. that, Babe in 1998. He hasn't done anything serious since Lorenzo's Oil in 1992. I think people were just clapping. Well, I guess he did Fury Road, but... Honestly, I think that Fury Road is a good blockbuster. I agree. It's a solid film. It's more entertaining than this and visually more compelling. So No, visually it's incredible. The one besides that it uses like the studio format a bit more like no no. We're making part of this. It's not all going to be like CGI that I find like an extremely, you know, like a how do you say? Merit, you know, like an steering achievement. Uh I just feel like it's weird. When I look about like what he did, it's like I've no idea what what may come next out of your mind but it's like not something like this please Furiosa yeah like the I, I could happily go back to the world of Mad Max um, I would not necessarily go back to this world I don't think that there is enough for making it a world yeah that's true let's do the questions okay uh, but yeah thanks for calling that out because I was telling you before we started recording about like yeah this director is weird I wanted to mention something like that uh, would you watch it again? probably not no yeah I, I wouldn't watch it again again it's not a bad movie per se it's just forgettable yeah I mean it's just painful you have this guys you have this director coming from doing such a good movie as Mad Max that it was like against all odds was good no one really expected it to be good, you know, like, hey, the last one that you did was with Tina Turner, and it was like, what, 91? <laughs> Is it, you almost took like 20 years, and the last one was weird. It's like, people were not like, oh my god, another Mad Max. And it's like, yeah, this is like really good. Um, could you recommend it? No. Yeah, I cannot. <laughs> that I would recommend it. But I think that it comes from the next question. That is, like, if I would remember, it's like, I won't. I won't. And someone tells me, would you recommend this movie, 3,000 Years of Longing? I'll be like, what is that? <laughs> Checking a trailer, like, oh, no. I don't think that I watched it, but if I did, probably I don't I remember just it. Just a half-naked Idris Elba is enough for me to remember the film exists, but not nothing specific about it. <laughs> Dude. I find Idris Elba one of the most attractive men out there in the world. And it's like he's mostly half naked for the whole movie. I, it's not even sexy. It's like it, it's so, everything is so dull that it's like it's purple to... shimmering pants, yeah. which weren't pants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you remember it? My answer is no. Your answer? No. Okay. Is there anything artistic about it? I, yeah, he clearly has a vision. Yeah. For what he wants things to look like. That's it. That's the only thing. There are some cool images at the end. Yeah, I agree with you. I was thinking, exactly what I told you earlier, I was thinking about the fall for the first part of the movie. And I was saying, like, this is like a let's inspire the fall. And then when they went to London, it's like, no, this is like a let's inspire, more boring, and swallow the fall. It felt like a watered... Once they got to London, it felt like a watered-down Wes Anderson film. 
Yeah, but without the charisma, without like just exactly. being... no, 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 it was horrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, like visually, it was like almost cartoonish. Yeah, but okay, okay, that's fine. We don't have to go into Wes Anderson today. <laughs> but I see what you mean. I see what you mean that it changed like the kind of uh, aesthetics. Um, do you think that it's a timeless piece? Yes. I would say it's timeless. There's nothing that anchors it to a specific point in time. I don't think any issues were examined or questioned, but this will be just as bland in 2050 as it is today. So yes. <laughs> yeah, I I love using the word bland. I think that it fits perfectly in this case. Um, I agree, because the only thing that it says about like the current time is that I used to live in a simpler time, like centuries ago, and now with all the waves and everything, it's like I just feel that there is no room for us, like these mythical creatures here. And that, yeah, that's cool. Like I watched this movie like 50 years in the future, as I could have watched it like 50 years in the past. That is like I the world has changed so much and they don't believe in us anymore. If people who aren't alive right now watch this in 2050 and there's that very brief scene where she's on the tube and she has a mask on, I wonder if they'll be like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> that That's a good point. I actually thought that it's like, you know, now all the movies that I'm watching, I'm actually wondering, it's like, was this recorded during the pandemic or did they have enough time after the pandemic to actually just fit this in? And it's like, when I see like all these movies that they force about, like, no, 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 they're masks. They're masks. It's like, this is during the pandemic. That is that you know that this is like just a very tiny period in time compared with the overarching narrative of the last 120 years of cinema. Is yep. it? It's so a blip in yeah. film history. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make the movie about the pandemic, I recognize it. I mean, I think that is a good idea, but if your movie is about something else and you try to recognize the existence of the uh, pandemic without having any impact for the story, it's like, that's going to be timely because people were not going to be remembering in 30 years, most of the audience. Yep. That's a good point. Would you turn this into a TV show? No. There, I think this film was, it didn't feel long, but there just wasn't even enough to fill, fill the, um, the amount of time it took. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't turn it into TV show. As I tell you, it's like, I don't think that there is a wall being built in a consistent manner enough for me to actually want to hear more about it. Uh, could this have been a sort? My answer is yes. I So I thought my answer is, was yes, but it's no. Oh, well. Because I think a lot of the, the film is taken up by the conversations that she has with him in his room. We see the memories, and I just don't think you could... Not that it's a great film, but I don't think you could fit what's in this film into a short. Well, maybe I, if it was a 20-minute short, yes. Okay, my answer is yes. Well, just think that actually a short can be up to one hour, no? Yeah. So... It could be a short, for sure. I'm pretty sure that in 40 minutes you can fit absolutely everything of this movie. <laughs> uh, so, the last question, do you think that this movie could have been better? Um, I can't point to anything specific besides there just needs to be some meat on the script. Like, there has to be something to make me care. Yes, so yes, a better script. That's how it could be better. Yeah, I agree. I think that the elements 
were not around, you know, like from the perspective of some of the topics about like hey, you want to do like an Arabian fantasy, it's like that's totally fine, connecting it with modern day and just trying to explore a bit like the need for connection, but at the same time, like the desire for being independent, you can develop it into something complete, but with a better screen. Like, I don't think they said it, but I'm pretty sure she was at the Grand Bazaar in Istanbul, which is fucking magical as fuck. And they didn't spend any time being like, this is an ancient marketplace. What magical wonders could be there? They just lost so many opportunities. Didn't they just go into the first store? I'm trying to think. This is it's so forgettable. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we go into scoring, let me just ask you, you remember... Let's see. Let me just go back. If you remember, still water. Still water. Was that with Matt Damon? Maybe. Oh, oh yeah, it's with Matt Damon. It's with Matt Damon. <laughs> I remember it now. I felt like for a second, it's like, what? I think that we actually, the way that we decided to watch that movie is that we decided to say is that what is the trailer that we have watched? recently and Steve Water was the one the answer is no I remember nothing he's either like is it about like someone who killed someone abroad <gasps> is that what it is he goes to Italy and his daughter killed someone yeah I don't and know if it was like French yeah. or Italy yeah it's based on a real life character or a real life person but yeah unofficially yeah okay yeah. and he tries to get her out of prison and yeah yeah, yeah. and he actually crashes this guy or like exactly mountain. exactly like salt of the earth you know he doesn't speak french or italian you know like whatever the country is and then he meets he meets this woman uh that she speaks english uh, as she works with a theater cohort you remember she has a, a kid and she's still like yeah. yeah and he basically crashes with them like being a handyman and uh but it's a bit more about like just what kind of preconceived ideas you make out of people depending on their origin and he ends up investigating everything and at the end it's like this kid the one that killed like her roommate his last love interest like the right. I, I would say i remembered that it's a really bad name it, oh no it's, it's a really bad movie it was not a good movie we did not like oh that's right abigail breslin is the is the girl in prison <laughs> it was bad <laughs> it was bad <laughs> it, wasn't that like an awards hopeful like when it came out people were like ah you had to see still water anyway we don't have to go into still water no, yes no, no. Remember still water. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's like with the title, it took me a while until you say like Matt Damon and it's like, oh my god, now everything just came back, you know, like a rush, like immediately. <laughs> I didn't need like anything else. Uh okay, but going back to uh three thousand years of longing, this was your pick, so I guess that I have to score it first. You sure do. I'm going to go with a five. That is literally my score. After our like during our conversation, I was like, should I bump this down to a four point five? No, it's not a bad movie. It's the perfectly mediocre movie. Perfectly yep. mediocre. Yep, it's like the middle of the road kind of. You won't remember because there is nothing here to be remembered, and it was not enjoyable what you were watching. It was not painful. Yeah, it it's not, not like you're gonna walk out of the theater and be like, I wish I hadn't seen that. It's just you're gonna walk out of the theater and be like, what did we just watch? 
So this is not. Uh, oh no, it has been a while since we watched it. Uh, it was not Nope for you. I'll remember almost everything about Nope because it sucked. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Uh, in any case, for next time we don't have to beat. How do you say it? like beat town a horse? Beat a dead horse. Beat a dead horse. Yeah, we don't have to. Uh, but for next one is my pick. And uh, I wanted to just rewatch a movie that I was like many years ago, given that Godard died recently. Uh, that is Alpha Bill. All right. Back to French New Wave. Mm hmm. Sci fi. That's true. Sci fi noir. Sci fi noir, French New Wave. Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, anything else to say about 3,000 years of looking? We've already spent way too much time on this film. Yeah, longer. I think that we spend more on this talking about this film than the sort would be for capturing the same story. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, and to everyone out there listening to us, wash your hands again. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thank you.